Big welcome to those who are joining us online. Great to have you with us wherever you are in the world. So great. We just love our online family and church. Can we say a big hello to those who are watching and listening? That would be fantastic. Again, make sure you sign up for Connect Conference. It's a one-day fun day, and uh, I know you'll be blessed and encouraged. James is a great speaker, but even if you don't want to listen to the speaking, just come for the food. Come on, somebody. Come for the food and the fellowship. It'll be so good. We know uh, uh, we, we, uh, the teams did a great job uh, last year. I know they'll do an uh, even better job this year. So, so I, just, I want to encourage you. Sign up before you leave here today. Make sure there's a table out there. Make sure you take a moment uh, to sign up. That would be great. And hey, I'm looking forward to the picnic. I, I, I want to tell you, I'm just, uh, I, I'm pretty, pretty excited about that. So make sure you, you can also be there. Uh, that I've got new glasses. I can see clearly now. There's no scratches on my lenses. Some of you said, "Go, you need to go spec savers," and I want to tell you, I have. And, and, and you might say, but it don't look any different. That's because I chose the exact same frame as I had before. Come on. Because how many know guys just do that? That's what, that's what guys do. I, I, they, I, I went around. I looked at a couple of frames. I put this on. I said, I like this one. She said, sir, this is the exact same frame that uh, you have. I said, I'll take it. Just load it up. And, and here we go. And it's amazing. I can now see what you actually uh, look like in the midst of the gla- glasses. Because my eyes have been giving me problems. They have. I heard a story about a guy whose eyes were giving him problems. He goes to his mate and he says, look, I, I'm just seeing spots everywhere. I'm just seeing spots everywhere. And his mate said, have you seen a doctor? He said, no, just spots. <laughs> okay, that didn't work. Okay, I need to get better. I need to get, so some of you at five o'clock, are going, oh, yes, that's right. That's right. Hey, my Alabama joke last, so I just want to tell you, I didn't realize, we, we actually have a lot of people from all over the world uh, here. There's people from Germany, Canada, uh, uh, America. But uh, what, what I found out this morning, they said, hey, we're from Arkansas. We, uh, we loved your accent that you did la- last week. I said, how'd I do They said, you did pretty good. Come on, somebody. Amen. Hallelujah. So I just got, you never know who's in the room. So I apologize if I insult anybody or what, uh, whatever, just taking it easy. Now, listen, I want to talk this morning. I was going to do a second part of that followers fish uh, message, but uh, we, we had a powerful time in our staff meeting uh, the, uh, the, on Tuesday, it was. And just as, as we were speaking and, and talking about uh, the things that are going on and, and just the, the stuff that's happening, uh, happening around, as I shared a few thoughts that just came to mind, I felt, man, I need to share that on, on Sunday. And so uh, really, I, I'm going to share four things today, four things, just four. Four things that are not new, not new, but but we need to remember that we we, we definitely need to uh, remember this because we 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 forget it. I mean, we we can learn it today and forget it tomorrow. That's how how the nature of this is. But there are four things that you're a follower of Christ. You need to understand this. You need to uh, uh, get this. You need to uh, remember this in your spirit. Number one, here it is. Are you ready? Are you ready? About three of you. Are you ready? Come on. I need some feedback. I need to see. So number one, number one, we are in a battle. We're in a battle. Like I said, this is not new. And, and, and here's, here's the thing. The devil does not mind if you hear it as long as you don't do it. He doesn't mind if you hear the word as long as you don't do it. So again, I'm sharing this today because you might say, I know it, but we've got to understand that this is a real thing that we're talking about here today. There is a real battle going on. We are in a battle. Ephesians 6 verse 12, probably the most famous passage of Scripture about this area. It says, for our struggle, our struggle is not against flesh and blood. 
In other words, it's not against other people. Let's talk about flesh and blood. It's not against other people. Now, now sometimes we've got to stop and remember that because sometimes I so want it to be against other people. Can anybody say amen? Because sometimes anybody be frustrated with somebody and have you ever been frustrated and you just get so angry with somebody? Have you ever had that? Come on, be honest now. Have you ever had? Are you sitting next to them? No, don't tell me if you're sitting... But, but you get frustrated. I so want it to be in, uh, you know, d- during the course and being a pastor and all these battles and stuff that are uh, going on. And, and, and I thank God for the Holy Spirit and for my wife, who's, you know, you know it's close, it's close. But, 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 you know, sometimes I'm just so frustrated. I get frustrated with things or something's happening. And, and, and she'll just give me a few slaps, not, not literally, but, but she'll, she'll, she'll just slap me around a, a bit and say, come on, dear. Remember, we are in a battle. You need to understand this and, 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 and you, you got to get it. Stop being silly and toughen up snowflake. You know, it's just like she'll, she'll, she'll speak these type of things and rem, remind me that my struggle is not against this person or that person or, uh, or not against some situation that we're, we're, we're facing. The, the, the Bible says for our struggle is not against flesh and blood. But here, here's what it's against. It's against rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world. In other words, there's a dimension that we need to understand exists. There is a dimension that we can't see, that we can't, we can't fathom it, but the Bible tells us it exists. It's a reality that is out there against the powers of this dark world and against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly Realms, And so, so we've got to remember that there is a battle going on. In fact, the Bible doesn't just use the word struggle in that. If you look at the uh, King James Version, it uses the word wrestle. It uses the word our wrestle. Our wrestle is not against flesh and blood. So I, I'm just aware today that in a room this size, in a church this big, that there will be struggles going on. That there'll be people here today and you are struggling with something. There'll be people here today, you are wrestling with something. I mean, maybe no one else knows. Maybe you came into church, hello. And you came into church and you're like, everyone, how's your week been? Great. But really you're dying inside, come on. And you've been going through some stuff. Come on, we've all done it. Don't look at me like that. I know it, I know it. You're like, oh, everything's, everything's going my way, not. Uh, I mean, it's just like, we've got stuff going on. Now, this is my third service. I mean, I'm just like, woo, come on, somebody. I'm just preaching myself happy. But, 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 but we've got the stuff, we, we, we've got the stuff going on. There's a wrestle. And I, I don't know what that wrestle is for you. Maybe you're here today and you're wrestling with an addiction. You're wrestling with an addiction. Maybe, I mean, I mean, so I met someone in the, between the last services and he said, mate, I've been on the needle for like X amount of years. I just got out of prison. I said, okay, thanks. See you later. No, I didn't. I didn't. I just spent some time with him. But that, again, we've got, we don't know who's in the room. There'll be stuff that you're wrestling with. Maybe stuff that no one else knows. Maybe an addiction. Maybe a sin problem. Maybe maybe a relationship issue. I, I don't know what it is. Maybe a financial burden. I don't know what it is. But there will be wrestling going on here today. There will be struggles going on here today. And you need to know, friend, that, that no matter what it seems like, that, that, that struggle is not against flesh and blood. You've got to understand there's an unseen reality. It's not just about the physical reality. There is an unseen reality. And you've got to understand there is a battle going on right now. There's a fight going on. There is a battle raging for the souls of men. You've got to understand as, as uh, believers, we are at war. Not a physical war, but a spiritual war. And I'm just saying here today, point number one, don't forget it. Don't forget it. We're in a 
we're in a battle. Number two, second thing. First thing, number one, we're in a battle. Second thing, you have an enemy. You have an enemy. And he's deceptively deceitful. Deceptively deceitful. He's, he's salaciously subversive. Oh, I'm glad I got that out. Ooh. Uh, friend, friend, he is. He, he's salaciously subversive. In fact, people seldom recognize when he puts his hand on their shoulder. People seldom recognize when the devil puts his hand on their shoulder. And so I'm telling you today, watch out for his pervasive, poisonous propaganda. See, you've got you to understand, you, you understand that the Bible says the devil is a liar. He's a liar. Friend, friend, I, I want to don't expect one of my favorite quotes. Don't expect to find honey in a jar which God has labeled poison. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I'll just try it. Try it at your peril. Don't expect to find honey. Don't expect to find something sweet in a jar that God has labeled poison. You got to understand, watch out for his propaganda. The devil is a liar. He's a liar. Jesus said of the, of the devil in John chapter 8, verse 44, he was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth. For there is, listen, no truth, not a little bit of truth. No, no there is no truth. Everybody say no truth. In fact, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. There is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks, listen, his native tongue. It's a forked tongue. He speaks his native tongue. It's his native language. For he is a liar and he is the father of, of lies. And so the Bible tells us the devil is a schemer. The dictionary definition of a schemer is someone who is involved in making secret or underhand plans. I want to say to you today, be careful. His underhandedness can undermine your life. It can distract and destroy your God-given destiny. Don't forget that today. See, John 10.10 10 says this, the thief comes, speaking of the devil, the thief comes only, everybody say only, I know I've preached on this before, only, the thief comes only, everybody say only, say it like you believe it now, only, only for this reason, he's not coming to help you out, he's not coming to do you a favour, he is coming only for this reason, the thief comes only to steal, rob from you, to kill and destroy, that's his plan, that's his agenda. So number one, you are in a battle, number two, you have an enemy. That's the bad news. Here's the good news. Number three, you're not alone. You're not alone. I want you to know that today. You're not alone. Tap your neighbor and say, you're not alone. Tap the person you ignored on the other side and say, even you, you're not alone. <laughs> you're not alone. You're not alone. In 2 Kings chapter 6, uh, there's a passage about the king of Aram. The king of Aram. And Aram, uh, basically, it's just a sort of sounds like Adam with a... Out of D, I don't know. But, but the king of Aram, Aram is just Syria. It's modern day Syria, okay? And the king of Aram wanted to destroy the people of Israel. He wanted to destroy, much like what I guess a lot of that area wants to do today. Just how it is. It's still, the fight is still going on. And so the king of Aram, he wants to destroy the people of Israel. And so he's setting up all these ambushes. He's finding out where the Israelite army's going to be. He's setting up an ambush. He's going after uh, them. But when he turns up, he gets his army already. But when he turns up, the Israelites don't show up. It happens once. It happens twice. And he's like, what is going on here? I want to wipe these guys out. They are not turning up. They're not showing up. I hear they're going to be there. And then they're not there. And he's like, what's going on? And what actually was going on is that Elisha, the prophet of God, the holy man of God, he would get a word from the Lord. 
he'd get a word from the Lord that the king of Aram is going to attack the Israelite army in a certain place. And so he'd go and tell the king of Israel, he's like, hey, just want to tell you, this is going to happen. Don't send your army there because you're going to get attacked. And so he didn't send his army there. And, and, and so basically they didn't, they didn't go and didn't show up. So the king of Aram, he can't work this out. He's like, why is this happening? This is so frustrating. I want to take these guys out. But I, I, I can't make it happen because they're just never, never turning up. And so he calls his guys in, his main guys, his CEOs, his executives. And he says, dudes, what's going on? What's, I'm getting the Adam International version. Okay? Just, uh, it's like, dudes, what's going on? What's, what's happening? Why is this going on? And they, they said this. They, 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 he's like, have we got a spy in our midst? Have we got a spy in our midst? And they all said, no. Hey, King, live forever. I, I just want to tell you, it's not a spy. It's the holy guy. Come on, somebody. It's not a spy. It's the holy guy. There's a, a prophet named Elisha. And what happens is whatever's going on, he keeps telling. He keeps telling the king what's going on. He hears from the Lord and he keeps telling the king what's going to happen. And, 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 and so and then it gets even more embarrassing. They, they said this, listen, king, we just let you, want you to know that he, what, what you're planning and talking about in your bedroom he, he whispers to the king of Israel. That's awkward. Come on in, somebody. I mean, you know, that would be awkward. That, so, so, so he's like, well, then we, if he's doing that, we need to take this guy out right, right, right now. And so the king of Aaron makes a plan to take Elisha out. And so he gathers his arm, in the, and, and this is where we pick up uh, the, the story in 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 15. So this is Elisha and his servant. They're, they're in a city somewhere, and it says, Early in the morning, a servant of Elisha, of the holy man, got up and went out and surprised. Everybody say, surprise. Surprise. Horses and chariots were surrounding the city. The young man exclaimed, Oh, master, what shall we do? He said, uh, the prophet uh, Elisha, he said, don't worry about it. I don't know about you, but if I woke up in the morning and there were tanks surrounding uh, 12 Sovereign Way uh, at my house, I would be pretty worried. Anybody else be pretty worried? I mean, if you woke up in the morning and there were some tanks, uh, tanks surrounding the Kapiti Coast or whatever, it, it, would, be, it would raise some concerns. Let, let me just say that. It would raise some concerns. But that's the situation they were facing. But Elisha said, don't worry about it. Friends, what are you worrying about? What are situations that you're worrying about right now that you're going, oh man, I don't know how that's going to work out. I don't know how that's going to work out. Elisha said, don't worry about it. Why? Why did he do that? How could he do that? And then he said this to him. He said, there are more on our side than on their side. Now, the servant's like, what you've been smoking? It's like because, I mean, there's just like, there's two of us here. What is going on? What do you mean there is more? Oh, only some will get that. Some of you are too good for that. that. But it's just like, no, what do you mean? Uh, um, but, but, but there's only two of them. And it's like, this is, what, what do you mean? There is more on, 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 on our side than there is on their side. And then Elisha said this. Elisha prayed, oh God, open the servant's eyes and let him see. And it says, the eyes of the young man were opened and he saw a wonder. The whole mountainside in the spirit, another dimension, another uh, uh, realm, the, the whole mountainside was full of horses and chariots of fire surrounding Elisha. It might look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Mm -mm. It might look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Tap your neighbor. And say, open your eyes. 
open your eyes. You, you, you've, got to, you've got to understand there is a realm that you need to see. There is a realm that exists. It's not like the, the, the Bible is telling you uh, that. And you, you, you might go, oh, well, there's only two of us. But like I said, where two or three are gathered, the Bible says he's in the midst of you. He's in the midst. And if God be for you, who can be against you? Come on, somebody. You, you, you've, got to under, you've got to understand this. You've got to understand, you are not alone. You know, when we were first Christians many, many years ago, and uh, we, we used to have a song, and it would go like, it would go like this, and maybe some of you will know, but it goes like this, summon your power, oh God, show us strength as you have done before. You like the actions? Yeah. <laughs> Summon your power, oh God. Show us your strength as you have done before. Oh God. And then all the ladies would go, oh God. The chariots of God are tens of thousands and thousands of thousands. The chariots of God are tens of thousands of thousands of thousands. Arise, O oh God, and speak your word, and all your enemies will scatter. Boom, boom. I don't, I've forgotten the rest. And I want to tell you, it has never been performed at that speed before. I'm going to just say that's a workout. That was a workout right there. But there is a realm and a place that, that, that you've got to understand exists in the Spirit. This, what we see, is, 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 is not all there is. And people say, well, I don't believe in that. It's just the way the devil likes it. Come on, somebody. You say, oh, well, no, I only believe what can I say? Listen, even dogs can hear a whistle that we cannot. Come on, somebody. You've got to understand there is more. There is more to this life than just what we can see and understand. A whole mountainside full of horses and chariots of fire surrounding Elisha. And today I'm reminding you it's time for us to cry out and say, summon your power, O oh God. Show us your strength as you have done before. The chariots of God are tens of thousands. Yeah. It's not just a nice song. It's a biblical reality. Yeah, tens of thousands. Yeah. You are not alone. You know, oh, I'm just fighting. I'm just trying to get by. You are not alone. Oh, I'm just trying to survive. I'm just trying to feed the kids and do this. You are not alone. Oh, I'm just, uh, this whole life is a battle. You are not alone. Oh, I'm just struggling through. No, you are not alone. You've got to understand it. Well, I'm preaching way better than I did in the other. So I'm just enjoying this one. I mean, it's, 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 you've, got to, you've got to understand this reality. God is fighting for you. The battle belongs to the Lord. It's not just you struggling away, trying to, trying to get back. This, understand, even in this story, this was a spiritual battle going on for a physical problem. So you've got physical problems, you've got situations and stuff. You understand, God, there is a spiritual dynamic to everything that we, we experience. Romans 8.31, like I said, if God is for us, who can be against us? Can the worship team come for me? Yeah, don't come for me. Just, just come, come up. So we're in a battle. We're in a battle. You have an enemy. But you're not alone. Tap your neighbor and say, open your eyes. Lord, we pray, open our eyes. What's the battle you're going through? What's the struggle you're going through? What's the wrestle that you're having? What's the war that you're fighting? There may be no one else 
knows. What is it? Can I get you to stand where you are? Because I've got to do point four now. Point number one, we're in a battle. Point number two, you've got an enemy. Point number three, you're not alone. Point number four, don't give up the fight. Don't give up the fight. Your deliverance is coming. Your deliverance is coming. Don't give up. Oh, I feel like giving up. You might feel like it, but don't. Oh, I feel like quitting. You might feel like it, but don't. Don't give up the fight. Your deliverance is coming. In Daniel chapter 10, it tells us that Daniel was praying to God about Jerusalem. He's crying out to God, mourning for Jerusalem, crying out for God to intervene. It tells us in Daniel chapter 10 that he barely ate. He didn't bathe or shave for three whole weeks. How many? No, I'm not recommending that. I'm just telling you. That would be awkward when you if we did that in the church and you say, turn to your neighbor and say, you stink. Come on, it's just, uh, just going to be, it's just not good. So I don't recommend it. But after three weeks, after pressing into God for, for three weeks, an angel appeared to him and said to Daniel, he said, Daniel, from the moment, from the moment you decided to to pray, to, to humble yourself, to receive understanding. Your, your prayer was heard from the moment. Oh yeah, it's three weeks down the, down the track, but from the moment you cried out to God, heavenly hosts were released. From the moment, Daniel, you, you, you started to pray. You've got to under, understand, uh, I was released from heaven to be the answer to that prayer. From the moment you decided to humble yourself to receive understanding, your prayer was heard and I set out to come to you. But I was waylaid, listen, by a spiritual force, by a spiritual enemy, by the things that Ephesians speaks about. I was waylaid by the angel prince of the kingdom of Persia and was delayed for a good three weeks. But then Michael, one of the chief angel princes, intervened to help me. I left him there with the prince of the kingdom of Persia and now I'm here to help you. From the moment they started praying, seeking, asking, we know God moved. Listen, can I just say that there may be a delay when you pray. You may have prayed and, and it feels like the, the answer is delayed. There can be a delay when you pray, understand it, but it does not mean that your deliverance is not on the way. It does not mean that your healing is not on the way. It does not mean that your victory not on the way. You've got to understand that there was a spiritual, as it speaks about here, there was a spiritual battle going on in the heavenlies. There was a battle going on, but you have to know from the moment he spoke that word, from the moment he cried out to God, heavenly hosts were being dispatched. So that's why I'm saying today, don't give up because your victory is coming. Don't give up because your deliverance is coming. Don't give up because your healing is coming. And I know you, you might be here today and 
It might look like you're surrounded, but you're surrounded by Him. It might look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by Him. Sing it. Come on, sing it. So I don't know what you're battling. Come on. I don't know what you're going through. It may look like I'm surrounded. But we gotta remember this today. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by This is how. This is how I fight my battles. 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 Our friend, this is what I felt in my spirit. We have a moment even right now. You've understood we're in a battle. You've understood we have an enemy. Maybe you've forgotten. You know, when you go through battles, that's why it's good to be with other people and be part of the connect groups and all that type of thing. And, uh, you know, as I was battling with some stuff this week, I need a reminder of me. Like, you, you remember that it's not against flesh and blood. It's about principalities and powers. Friend, I don't know what you're wrestling with today. I don't know what you're struggling with today. But I do know at the moment we pray, at the moment we pray, you might be feeling surrounded. You might be feeling surrounded. But I want to encourage you in these next few moments. Let's just start doing Let's not do church as normal. Let's start to begin to speak out. And if you speak in, a, in tongues or whatever, you can start to pray out of tongues. Even, even as we sing the song. You, you, maybe in your situation right now, you, you feel surrounded. But, but your eyes, I pray in the name of Jesus, your eyes would be open. That you would understand that you, you might feel surrounded, but you are, understand that there, there is more with us than there is of them. Yes. Greater is He that is in you than he that is in the world. You're more than a conqueror through Christ who strengthens. And so I want us to do some warfare. Friends, I don't know, the churches don't speak a lot about this. I don't know if churches are trying to be professional or whatever, because, oh, that's kind of awkward, talking about evil and all that type of But Hey, you just have to look around. Just look around the world and see what's going on. And friends, I, 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 I want to say we cannot be ignorant of the fact. We cannot be ignorant of the fact. But friends, whatever it is you're wrestling with, whatever it is you're struggling with, whether it be addiction, whether it be sin, whether it be a relationship, whether it be finance, whatever it is, let's fight a battle right now in the next few moments. Even though you feel surrounded, understand there's more with us than there is of them. There's more of it with us than there is of them. So sing it. It may look like
keeps coming back to me. So on all three services, I felt the Lord on my notes, but I, uh, it just keeps coming back to me. So I'm going to just be obedient to, uh, to that. I thought it was for just for that service, but I came to the next service, and maybe it's something God wants you to do today. But there are people here today. I believe that the Lord's saying, if you're battling with loneliness, like, like crippling loneliness, I'm not talking about, oh, I don't know if I've got any friends. No, I'm, I'm talking about crippling loneliness. I mean, you feel like nobody cares. Nobody, you know, just, I mean, it's just crippling you. It's, it, 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 it's like it, it almost terrifies you with every head bowed and every eye closed, nobody looking around. Friend, when God reveals stuff like that, it's for a reason. It's to bring healing. It's to break the power of it. And so, again, I want to I, I pray if that's you today. No one looking around, please. But if that's you, just, just so I can see, so I can pray for you. Would you be, be able to put your hand up and just say, that's me, Pastor. That's stuff. This is Christ. Crippling loneliness. Thank you. I can see. Anybody else? Anybody else? Don't need. Come on. Thank you. Anybody else? Crippling loneliness. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. God, I just pray right now for those people. Come on, join me. Start the praying. Praying tongues right now. Come on. Let's do church. It's not about pastors. It's about all of us. Lord, I just pray right now, Father God, for those who are struggling with crippling loneliness. Father God, I pray. Father God, we thank you that we are sons and we are daughters. We thank you, God, that you know us by name. Father God, that you will never leave us nor forsake us. So I speak to those today. Father God, who, who, Father God, have been bold enough to put their hand up and say, man, I'm struggling with that. I'm battling with that. So right now, in the name of Jesus, the name that is above every name, we break the power of that over people's lives. We break the, the hindrance that is over people's lives. And we just pray, Father God, that you would comfort people even right now. Let them find their rest in you. Let them find their strength in you. Let them find their relationship in you. Speak to it. Okay, I just felt something else that maybe somebody else has got. You've got a, You've had a bad diagnosis. I don't know if it's this week or whatever, but you've had a bad diagnosis. Just everyone, just keep your heads down. I want because I don't know what, what it is or whatever. But, but but that's you. You're going, man. I need prayer. I've got a diagnosis, or maybe it's a medical thing, and it's just like I'm, I'm sure. Is that anyone here? Can you put your hand up just so I can see if it's you? Because I want to pray for you. If God's Feeling that is because he wants to pray. Thank you. Okay, anyone else? It's just a med- medical, it's like it's a bad diagnosis. A bad. So, so, anyone else? Anyone else? Hallelujah. Okay, let's pray for that situation, for that person. Put their hand up. Lord Jesus, Father God, for that medical condition, whatever it is, Father God, we pray, Father God, for healing. Father, we pray for deliverance. We pray for a restorative power of God to be on that person's life. We just pray, Father God, Father, just for your healing to come. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Just as I come to the end of the service, I do want to take a moment and go, man, we can't do life alone. We're not designed to do life alone. See, the Bible says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, so that whomsoever believeth in Him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Friend, maybe you're here today and you know you need to get right with God. Maybe you've turned up here or whatever. Maybe a friend brought you or whatever. But you know 
that God's calling you. You know, even from the moment I started speaking, you know God's went from the, from, from the first note of the first song, you know I need to get right with God. What people are experiencing here, I don't have. I need to get right with Him. Maybe sin's got the way, maybe you've walked with Him for whatever reason, but, but, but you've ended up far away from Him. You've just, you've wandered and, and, and you're saying today, I need to come back. So if that's you here today and you know you need to get right with God, in a moment I'm going to pray a prayer that says, Lord, I want you to be King of my life. And if you want to be included in that prayer, I, I, I'm going to ask you to put your hand up and I want you to not do it. Don't worry about people behind you or left or right or what other people think. It's about you getting right with God. You might be here and say, but man, I'm, I'm just, I've got to sort myself out. I need to, I need to get my life right. Friend, uh, this is why we need, this is why we need Jesus. It's, it's, it's not, the gospel is not about how bad you are. It's about how good God is. That, that's what it's about. You've got to understand that Jesus did not say to people, fix your life up and then you're allowed to follow me. Uh, he, he did not say that. What he said to people is follow me and then I'll fix you up. As you follow Him, it's in the following. Oh my. The pastor, my life's a mess. We'll join the club. I feel like a hypocrite. Well, there's always room for one more. Come on. If we allow Him to work in our lives, if we follow Him with all of our heart, soul, mind and strength, He will then begin to work on us. Yes, the messy side of us. Yes, the the stuffed up side, yes, the, 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 the sinful side, he, he begins to work on that process over time. You can't sort it out and then come and follow. The Bible says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, but the gift of God, it's a gift, is eternal life through Christ Jesus. So here today, I need that gift. I need to get right with God. With every head bowed and every eye closed, if that's you and you want to be Included in that prayer to get right with God while no one's looking around in the holy moment would you just lift your hand up and say that's me pastor would you include me in that prayer is there anyone here today thank you thank you thank you you know you need to get right with God today you're not messing around you know you need to get right with God slip that hands down if you're here today and you know you should have put your hand up right then but you didn't you knew you should but you didn't just where you are now just go yep that's me put, put your hand up wherever it is so I can see it Anybody else? You know you need to get right with God here today. Okay, thank you. Anyone else down the back here? Okay, thank you. So we're going to all pray this prayer together. Lord Jesus, I come to you today, a sinner in need of a Savior. I would ask you today to cleanse me from my sin. Wash me. Make me new. Be the Lord of my life. I don't just need a Savior. I need a king. Be the king of my life from this day forth. This I ask in Jesus' name. And everybody said...